The Talking Point on SAFM. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Welcome back to the second hour of the Talking Point here on uh, SAFM. As you heard in our opening uh, today, that the 10th of April marks exactly 30 years since Chris Hani, the then General Secretary of the South African Communist Party, was assassinated. His assassination happened at a really sensitive time in the history of our country as we were building up to the first democratic elections while the Codessa talks for peace were were still fresh. So many things were happening. There was also political violence in the country between the African National Congress and the IFP. On the other hand, at the same time, the AWB was fighting for an independent Africana state. Let's take you back to that era to remind ourselves just how tense things were uh, after the assassination of Chris Ani. And for those of you who were around at that time, please call in to share your experiences and what you felt at the time to talk about Hani's legacy and also what his death meant for the country and the instability it nearly caused. Shots were fired at about 10 this morning. Dawn Park, Easter Saturday, 1993. Chris Harney lies dead in the driveway of his home. The country is plunged into mourning, anger and fear. It was the third major assassination attempt on Harney's life. He was the right wing's enemy number one. We are a nation in mourning. Our pain and anger is real. Yet we must not permit ourselves to be provoked by those who seek to deny us the very freedom Chris Hani gave his life for. Tata Mubuye Hobala Seung Motwing Difatlehong Tabacha Babukaneng Kadikitikete Monasitin Sena Sabafu. Wambile Akasosa Pinda Bonakale Mishwin Ab. Millions of South Africans, black and white, through uh, the country have over the past days demonstrated their grief and anger at this horrendous deed. Good evening. Polish immigrant Janusz Walusz and CP member Clyde Darby Lewis have been found guilty of murdering SACP chief Chris Harney in April. Clive Darby Lewis calls himself an English-speaking Afrikaner. He says he bought the gun for the killing and gave the address. Janusz Walusz is a Polish immigrant. From Europe, he brought his family and a passionate hate for communism. Little is known about this man who volunteered to shoot Chris Harney at point-blank range. He shows no emotion. His eyes stare without expression. The decision of the Fautengtis vision of the High Court, Pretoria, dismissing the applicant's application 
is set aside and replaced with the following. A, the decision of the Minister of Justice and Correctional Services made in March 2020, rejecting the applicant's application for parole is reviewed and set aside. B, the Minister of Justice and Correctional Services is ordered to, to place the applicant on parole on such terms and conditions as he may deem appropriate and to take all such steps as may need to be taken to ensure that the applicant is released on parole within 10 calendar days from the date of this order. This country is finished. Where in this country, a foreign white can come into South Africa, kill my, kill my husband. I don't know if you had, Zondo never referred to my family, to myself, to my children, and the trauma and the suffering. So I have to give credit to Mahakeetla Mahabe, who is uh, the producer of that uh, insert that we used to introduce our discussion around Chris Hani, 30 years on, and we invited Madala Masugu, the first Deputy General Secretary for the SACP. He is at the commemoration as we speak uh, in Boxburg, of the SACP's commemoration of uh, the day in Boxburg. So if the sound is not particularly clear, please don't be offended. We also have Zuelin Zimavavi, long-standing unionist, activist, former COSATU General Secretary, and currently General Secretary of the South African Federation of uh, Trade Unions. Good morning to the both of you gentlemen. Thank you for affording me your time this uh, this day. What are your individual um, or maybe even organizational reflections as you were hearing that clip, but when you woke up this morning and you remember that it's the 10th, you know, and it's 30 years on since his death, what were your reflections? Let's start with you, Mr. Masugu. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning to the listeners and good morning to Tambala Um Yeah. And uh, no, um, our reflections um, uh, as a party takes us back 10 April on a Friday uh, when we had this news and at that time there were no cell phones so it was a word of mouth. Um, it actually shattered us um, a lot because we never expected that uh, that is what it, uh, would uh, actually happen during just during that period when people were talking about peace. And at a point where um, initially he had uh, crisscrossed the country and we've been uh, speaking about um, uh, the military, um, uh, the, the, the suspension of the military wing of which Previously, we had had a debate with him around whether he should be suspended. I mean, should be suspended or not. And we strongly, and even himself, was strongly about maintaining it. And after the leadership uh, convention in uh, in Durban, when he came back, he then crisscrossed the whole country to say it's time to talk peace, and we must focus on it and ensure that people of South Africa attain a um, a, a peaceful settlement.
Yeah. Mr. Vavi, good morning. Saturday morning it was. Uh, you know, I even remember I said to the listeners that I remember what the weather was like on the day the sun was out, uh, you know, in Gauteng. It was uh, what we thought would be a normal Saturday, uh, but it would be a Saturday that uh, would redefine us in many ways. Your reflections. Good morning, KG. Good morning to Comrade Masugude, and good morning to everybody listening. Well, I was at home in Sada, the Eastern Cape, where at about uh, just half past 10 towards 11 o'clock, when an old activist of mine came to me, his face was shattered, and uh, he looked at me and he clearly could see that I didn't hear the news. So he broke the news to me that uh, it's on the radio, Chris Hani has been assassinated. And uh, I mean, uh, that was one of the saddest days in my life and in the life of millions of South Africans. And when there was a confirmation that uh, in, on the radio and television, I remember that I cried like a baby. And I needed my elder brothers to, to console and calm me down. It was a reflection of a terrible pain and that uh, millions of South Africans were feeling on a particular day. The darkest cloud that uh, visited our country, it was the, a, a day of high emotions, of anger, and, uh, and of feeling of betrayal. Remember that the ANC had, uh, through negotiations, decided to uh, voluntarily uh, sus suspend the armed struggle to give the negotiations a chance and uh, we would have been, everybody been speaking about the prospects of what negotiations can bring a potential breakthrough and that can lead us uh, to closing the door on apartheid divisions and opening a door to a non-racial, non-sexist and prosperous, and prosperous South Africa. And we saw everything just collapsing in our face on that day. And I remember the immediate feeling was to, <laughs> from where we were in Sada, gathering activists and deciding that, no, the best thing that uh, will be to revenge and to find uh, everything that we could lay our hands on and to direct that to the whites and uh, who became the symbol of uh, the assassinators of uh, Krishani. If it was not because of uh, the, the moral authority, the standing, the deep respect that all of us had for Dr. Nelson Mandela, who would have approached the TV on that night to call for calm, but more importantly, to point out that it was actually a white lady that uh, have helped the police to uh, find the killer of uh, Chris Hani, Janos Walus. And that factor would have calmed everybody down to say, well, you can't suddenly forget all of what we have been taught, which is the future of non-racialism, and suddenly want to, uh, on the account of uh, some lunatic from Poland, decides to reverse every uh, ideological political standpoint that we have learned for many, many decades. And we calmed down and the country was saved that evening from descending into a total chaos and a civil war that would have uh, maybe led to the common ruin 
of all of the contending uh, uh, forces, and that would have maybe uh, made South Africa go up in flames, and every gain that we can speak about today would have uh, been postponed, maybe forever, uh, maybe by many, many decades, we don't know. But that was the impact of the death of Krisani. It was a devastating blow and uh, to every one of uh, us who would have interacted with him. He was an absolute hero, second only to Nelson Mandela in terms of uh, his popularity, particularly popular amongst young people, the working class, the trade unions, the youth of our country, the students. And um, you can't imagine and uh, how all of us would have felt about uh, that assassination. Well, 30, 30, uh, 30 yes. years thereafter, we still feel the anger. We still feel the sense of loss. We still believe that uh, the country would have not taken the course of direction that it has taken post his uh, uh, cruel assassination. And we still blame that single bullet in terms of how calculating it was to kill the future as somebody the the russian ambassador to south africa said at the time they killed our future yeah they killed the future and yet we find ourselves here uh mr masugu uh 30 years later and yanus walush uh, was recently released on parole and you as the sacp this week some say very opportunistically are calling for a fresh inquest into hani's murder tell us why we need a fresh inquest into the murder of chris hani we need an inquest um, uh, because um, uh, exactly how Tambulenyo uh, has just explained it now, uh, on the 10th of April in 1993, I was in the Youth League. I was in a conference of the Youth League in Pumalanga, and, we, uh, and uh, when the message was brought in on that day, and I was also a deputy uh, uh, secretary of the Communist Party, when Comrade Matthew came there and explained and, uh, uh, and said this, he repeated it five times, we didn't hear him, because our, our thoughts was not um, uh, geared to listen to that message. And uh, by the time we heard the message, Everybody was just angry and no response, no talk, nothing. It was just a, 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 it was just a sigh and a silence for like 45 minutes. Comrade Lassie Chuayo was speaking and trying to talk to us, and uh, uh, because they were briefed in terms of uh, how to debrief us. So if you look at that, the amount of chaos that was going to be created by that, because all of us, that Congress didn't go ahead. We walked out of the Congress, all of us, and in our thought, it's exactly what uh, Tambolanyago are saying. We are going we, uh, over with discussion, over with negotiation. We are going to, um, uh, on action, we're going to revenge ourselves. That was in our mind as young people. So you can can you actually um, um, uh, anticipate what that in fact was going to, uh, to to be? So that is why we feel that Yanus Walus was not supposed to be out of uh, jail even now, uh, because no disclosure, no 
this full disclosure was actually done. And um, uh, remember, um, uh, his regime was actually rejected by the TRC as one of the processes. And we want to put it clearly to those that think that we woke up in the morning today and look for an inquest. We started with the TRC. We went through other internal legal processes and looking at what is it that we can do in relation to getting uh, into the truth. And um, uh, 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 we have arrived at a point where we say the only option we have now is an inquest. And that is the one that is going to find us having closure and the family having closure on this matter. Mr. Vavi, uh, you are asked many times uh, whenever this day uh, is being remembered in South Africa. And uh, in 2012, uh, you gave them Buisa Longwenda a memorial lecture, at least in text. And you were quoted in that memorial lecture saying, Chris Hani will not recognize the current SACP that's involved in a race to the bottom with other ANC opportunists over who will become councillors, not to serve, but to head the queue for eating rights. Who would Chris Hani be today? And what do you think he would make of where we find ourselves as ordinary South Africans, ordinary black South Africans? KG, let me quote what he himself said. Just 10 days before he was assassinated in the interview with uh, Dr. Luli Nikos, And he had this to say, I'm sorry, the, the quote is not going to be too long. He said this, I think finally, and I quote him, I think finally the ANC will have to fight a new enemy. That enemy would, would be another struggle to make freedom and democracy worthwhile to ordinary South Africans. Our biggest enemy will be what to do in the field of socioeconomic restructuring, creation of jobs, building of houses, schools, medical facilities, overrolling our education, eliminating illiteracy, building a society which cares, and fighting corruption and moving into the gravy drain of using power, government position to enrich individuals. We must build a different culture in this country, different from Africa, different from the National Party. And that culture should be one of service to people. Some of us, especially we in the party, uh, have been discussing how we should cut down the salaries of ministers, of parliamentarians, have been discussing how we cut, we, we cut down the salaries and all subsidies so that if you are in parliament in Cape Town or Pretoria, you actually rent a flat like everybody. We are thinking in terms of number of guidelines so that those who go to parliament or go to or go into government should be those who are prepared to serve the people, not because it is a way of enriching people. And I think the ANC, therefore, must now position itself to tackle the problems of the grassroots. And that is why the ANC must allow formation of more independent formations in the country, organs of civil society, like the civics, independent trade unions, students' organizations, teachers' organizations, organizations of housewives, women, gays, and everybody else,
so that it is kept, and this is the underlining words, so that it is kept reminded of the need of the people on the ground. End of that quote. Elsewhere, just to go back to the question you are asking, he would have said, the perks of the new government, and I quote him, the perks of the new government are not really appealing to me. Everybody would like to have a good job, a good salary. But for me, that is not the all of the struggle. What is important is the continuation of the struggle. The real problems of the country are not whether one is in cabinet, but what we do for social upliftment of the working class of our country. And this is uh, the end of that quote. And this is uh, my belief, uh, KG. I don't believe for a moment that if Krisani lived the, 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 the left and the working class movement in our country will be in such a state of disarray as it is today. Yeah. I honestly do not believe that uh, Kosato would have split such that we end up with the creation of SAFTO. I don't believe that Krisani would have ever allowed that uh, the Kosato dismisses 340,000 members of LUMSA that uh, engineered that uh, type of a fall in the unity of the working class. I don't believe that it would have been possible to dismiss Bandu Olomisa for stating a fact that uh, somebody in the high leadership of the ANC, Stella Stau, was bribed by Saul Kersner, and for that he gets dismissed. I don't believe that there would have been an EFF or anything that we see today representing the fragmentization of O.R. Tambo's movement. I believe that uh, the ANC would have not started a path towards privatization of state-owned enterprises in November uh, uh, 1995, or the imposition of gear or neoliberalism in 1996. Nor would it have been possible that we have the disaster where 36,000 people die of HIV and AIDS when the head of state said he have not seen anybody dying from HIV and AIDS. You know, all of the shenanigans that we have seen that represent the total collapse of the fibre of the morality of, of what Christianity stood for. And so that's my response to that. Unfortunately, history can be quite cruel. And history was very cruel to workers in South Africa with that killing of Christianity. Very yeah. cruel. Yeah. Mr. Masugu, I mean, you as the SACP maintain a decades-long alliance with the ANC. And most recently, though, your Secretary General, Solima Paila, uh, you know, labeled uh, what, what he calls liberal economic reforms that the ANC uh, is, pursuing, is pursuing as dishonoring to Chris Hani's memory. And then you, there's a continuous question that gets asked uh, that was even alluded to, to the point I just uh, asked Mr. Vavi to answer to, around whether or not you remain true to what the SACP was formed for. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, we believe that we, are, we remain true and the things that uh, Comrade uh, uh, Vavi is mentioning, uh, is uh, raising are the issues that are actually troubling us on a daily basis. 
um, the, 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 the issue then is how then do you tackle them? Um, uh, you have got two ways within the, um, um, uh, the last in which you can respond to that. You can respond it uh, through uh, trust, um, uh, through adopting uh, trust guy and, and uh, approach, or you can uh, approach it through a ma- only uh, basically a Marxist um, um, orthodox. Um, but we are a Leninist party, so when we address issues, we first uh, give benefit of doubt and then uh, uh, beginning to persuade people on a particular cause that we might take. But during that time when we actually engage in the persuasion, a lot of things can actually break. Uh, but that doesn't uh, make you uh, 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 stronger uh, without, without it. So we've been involved in this path, and there's been a lot of um, uh, things that has happened. And uh, when we, uh, uh, when we, each and every time when you go to Congress, we review as to whether we're making a, a, a this is why in the 15th Cong- uh, Congress of the Communist Party, um, uh, 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 when the General Secretary came out and was saying, we are worried that uh, this government continues. It's not like it's starting. It continues with the neoliberal um, uh, uh, policies that we have been persuading them over the years, over 30 years, to actually um, uh, 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 change. And they have become very brazen uh, to a level where the key uh, that was uh, what uh, Comrade Babu was saying, uh, boldly even looking at um, selling even uh, 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 state assets and uh, allowing so many corrupt people to be in the in the in the in the, in the system. And it's for this reason that um, the party then concluded and said, um, uh, this party. Uh, 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 must prepare itself. If it has to go with the ANC, it must be within a reconfigured alliance that allow us to deal with these challenges that Comrade Babu is talking about, and at the same time focus on the service delivery to the people. That and select the best of our best within the revolution to serve the people. And then, and we then said that uh, we also have to have accountability within it. And otherwise, if it doesn't, we don't agree on that, we should be able to be allowed to go on a, on a, on a, on a left side. But part of the work that we must do, uh, we think uh, we have adopted that we must do as a party, as Comrade Bible will know, is to try to unite workers, starting with COSATU itself, and prepare it, that it must be prepared to unite with the other workers. And this is the discussion that we're even having broadly, even uh, with our comrades in South 2 and Nunsa, um, uh, that um, let's go back to basics and unite workers because without the unity of workers, um, uh, there's no way in which um, uh, we can influence a program or build up to a, a, a government that is going to be focused on the poor and the left and, and the leftists. Okay. I'm going to ask for your indulgence, gentlemen, to go to a quick commercial break. And when I come back, there's many of our listeners that want to engage you uh, as we reflect on Chris Harney, 30 years since the day of his passing. So I'll go to a quick commercial break. And then when we come back, we will tell you what the listeners are saying to you regards this day. You're listening to SAFM.
Welcome back. Uh, we are in conversation with uh, Mr. Madala Masugu, first Deputy General Secretary for the SAP, SACP, I'm sorry, and uh, Mr. Zuelin Zimavavi, long-standing unionist activist, former COSATU General Secretary, and currently General Secretary of the South African Federation of Tra- Trade Unions. Uh, we are reflecting and uh, talking Chris Hani 30 years to the day of his assassination by Polish immigrant Janusz Walusz. Janusz Walusz, as you know, uh, was recently released on parole in South Africa. Please listen to the comments I'm about to read, gentlemen, uh, coming from our listeners, and then I'll take some calls as well. First comment, Chris left a great revolutionary legacy and uh, and it was taken from him brutally. There are no gains. It was reversed by anti-revolutionary forces, and they succeeded with sellouts, traitors amongst the oppressors. I was in Bloemfontein at the time. I was devastated. Until today, my heart is bleeding. That's uh, comment number one from one of our listeners. And another one. Good morning, Sis Komuzo. Our current SACP leaders are not real communists. They have fancy lives and aren't helping with basic needs. Example, that of education, water, shelter. Uh, So Chris Hani was the chosen one to liberate the oppressed human beings. That is why the previous regime eliminated or even assassinated him. Uh, You know, he was chosen by the people. And, uh, you know, him not living... Living a long life uh, is like him having been a good prophet. Uh, you know, long live his spirit. Next comment. It was a Saturday morning. I had left home in Dobsonville to do some work at my office in Blair Gowrie in uh, um, Randburg. And when I heard the news, I drove home and I still can't believe it today. Another one. Good morning, Sis KG. Thanks and respect for honoring Chris Tembisilahani. There's an interesting document named the Hani Memorandum that is available on Google for everyone to read. Let's go to some calls. Chris in Durban. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Sis KG. Mm. I think your, your last comment is where I wanted to start. Go and read that document that is famously called the Hani Memorandum. And it's exactly the things that Uvavi has been mentioning that he was complaining about in the late 60s, which are still persisting now. However, it will be disingenuous, and I think it will be unfair to use Hani to prop, to prop ourselves up as Messiah. Because Vavi himself must admit that he is an accomplice to what is currently happening, especially in the trade union where we have aristocrats who will go to any land to keep themselves in position and to loot our investment funds of workers. Trade unionism is dying in South Africa and has started dying a long time ago, and the likes of Vavi are part of that problem. But to the SACP representatives, I just wonder which legal instrument are they going to use to call for an inquest? Okay, please listen on the radio, Chris, because they have a lot to respond to. So let me go through all the calls and then allow them to respond. But thank you for your call. Bra Joe in Gamecha, uh, you also want to reflect on Hani to our guests. Good morning, Bra Joe. Well, good morning, ma'am, and good morning to the SFM listeners and your guests in the studio. Um, yeah, my comment or my or my reaction on on the passing of Chris Hani, I think it says as Comrade Vavi has said, 
Because on the day when we heard the news, we went our zipai as we did. We went to the R75 and we threw stones. We threw stones at people who are white traveling on that road. Because that was an issue on the table. The white people had killed Ukrainians. But when you look in terms of our recent future or the few or things that happened post the death of Ukrainians, you realize it wasn't them. The African National Congress and their supporters are the biggest benefiters of the death of Ukrainians. Because Kodesa 1 and Kodesa 2 told, and Kuzan said to in those negotiations, that this is not what the freedom we want, not at all costs. But the AFC and its alliance partners persisted, and hence we are as we are in this country. We got the right to vote and nothing else. Okay. We never got our own back, okay. and we'll never continue to get our own back in this country. Okay, Joe, thank you so much for your call. I want to allow you gentlemen to each respond to all the points and our questions uh, that came through for each of you, and then uh, we'll add more voice notes because our listeners have a lot to say about today. Maybe let's start with you, Mr. Masugu. Uh, thank you very much, uh, uh, KG, and uh, thanks um, uh, to the contributors. Uh, comrade, uh, I mean, uh, uh, KG, uh, let's start by saying that uh, we should not uh, try to isolate Comrade Chris from the collective of being and um, uh, the general secretary of the Communist Party, uh, uh, the chief of staff of the MK, and also uh, being a member of the ANC, who was uh, very involved and uh, who was in the in the in, in the center stage of uh, guiding the struggles of South Africa, whether it's for the workers or any, uh, everybody. So we mustn't isolate himself from that. The dynamics that would have um, uh, maybe uh, 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 walked through in the, as, a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as the struggles moving uh, uh, forward, um, he would have been exposed uh, um, uh, 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 to that. And uh, him being a Marxist-Leninist would have assisted him to navigate within, uh, within it. So one of the things that also I want to com uh, comment on is that, yes, um, the current communists, may not, we, we are not seeing ourselves as communists, but aspiring communists, People who want to leave the, uh, uh, as communists, who want to go there. And uh, in the process of doing so, we might be committing some mistakes. And being corrected on those mistakes actually makes us even better into the, in, uh, in, uh, into the, into the future. But we want to assure all uh, uh, people that this party is there, is uh, carrying out and is trying to guide the struggles into that um, into uh, that di uh, into um, uh, di uh, that direction. We are still committed to Chinese um, and uh, society, uh, which we believe that is the only one that is going to actually deal with all the challenges that people are actually facing and bring in total emancipation of um, uh, uh, mankind. That's how I would like to um, just summarize it to allow for more conversation to go on. Okay. Mr. Vavi? Uh, 
KG, I'm sorry I'm going to have to be as honest as Chris is, mm -hmm. who called from Deben. Mm -hmm. In my very considered view, having been an activist and leader and a member of the SACP, I have a very, very negative uh, um, assessment of the role that they have played since the death of Chris Hane. And um, the SACP allowed individuals to discredit the party and the struggle for socialism to almost nothing. The face of the people who implemented uh, the neoliberal policies that the SACP Secretary decries were the SACP leaders. The people who introduced intro, uh, neoliberalism and who led through the policies to the loss of a million jobs between 1996 and 1999, in mainly in the public sector through restructuring privatization, where SACP, the people who led to the total destruction of clothing, textile, leather industry in South Africa by fastening the pace of uh, neoliberalism or removing of the, of the tariffs that were protecting those industries were the SACP leaders. And so the SACP's hands, unfortunately, are full of blood, including on the critical question of the unity of the trade union movement. The disruption of the unity of COSATU, which had 2.2 million members and still growing by 2012 after the Marigana massacre, unfortunately, where the SACP who thwarted even the attempts of a of a multi of the multi-class organization like the ANC to stop that implosion from happening. The people who were engineering the dismissals of NUMSA and people like ourselves were the SACP on the account that we were undermining the authority of Jacob Zuma, who became the, 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 nothing else but the person who also was implementing neoliberalism. So the SACP must do a proper, a proper assessment. Otherwise, those of us who lived that history cannot believe the beautiful words about unity of the working class and unity of the trade union. Not at all. That's the first point. The second point, Chris is right in making a very negative assessment of the trade union movement, including our own personal roles in the in the crisis that South Africa was to find itself later. And but this is where I normally defend myself, Comrade Chris. In my view, there would have never been a, a Tabombegi as the president of the ANC and of the country. People must appreciate that. That was stopped in 1991 in that ANC conference. It became possible when, with the assassination of Krisani. There would have therefore not been neoliberalism, no privatization, no gear, no arrogance, no sidelining of the tripartite alliance, no telling people that I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Thatcherite and this policy I'm presenting to you is non-negotiable. That became Mr. Possible Vavi, because... let me ask you to pause for just a second as I go to break and then allow you to finish your thoughts when I come back.
You are listening to KG Mwekezi on SAFM. My apologies to the guests. We work with a computerized system that demands that when it's time to play the commercials, irrespective of what is happening, you play the commercials because the commercials are, pl- are paid for. Mr. Vavi, do you want to continue your reflections? Yes. In response to that uh, program of neoliberalism, there would have been no unprincipled coalition of the wounded, Comrade Chris. It is that uh, creation of the unprincipled coalition of the wounded that uh, led to us looking for the better devil instead of the best of the best within the tripartite alliance. And that's how uh, uh, President Jacob Zuma became the president. That's why there was even the denialism on our side to want to ignore very, very clear signs that we're lending ourselves into uh, uncharted waters by by embracing somebody who had already huge issues of uh, corruption scandals following him after 19, 2005. We would have never found ourselves in a situation like that had Chris lived. And let me go on. There would have never, ever been a neoliberal, pro-business, big business, tender premier, comprado capital in the form of President uh, Cyril Ramaphosa, who would have been a leader of the ANC and or the leader of the government if the ANC had remained a pro-working class and uh, we- uh, liberation movement that has a bias towards even socialism instead of being a neoliberal, pro-capitalist, pro-rich, uh, elitist, and corrupt political formations after the death of, of Krisai. So I'm, I'm making excuses for myself, Comrade Chris, in terms of our own role as COSATU and and as SACP and ANC as a whole, that we find ourselves in a situation, we're finding ourselves now with a mountain of documents from a Zondo Commission that shows the extent of the rot inside the movement, exposing the extent of individualism and, and self-centeredness of me first to hell with everybody else that is captured in that report. And it's a reflection of the state of affairs. As, as we speak to, had Chris Hani lived, there would have never been a Zondo commission. There would have never been, I, I mean, I was saying to myself before you this interview, if Chris Hani was to wake up from the grave and ask to go to Cape Town, he will be shocked that we he has to pay 3,000 rand on a single ticket and that there is no SAA. And when he gets told that 80% of workers are now using private transport to go to work and that Prasa is finding itself in the state that it is in, he will be absolutely shocked. When he gets told that Dinell is on its knees and that Transnet is on its way of being privatized with 20% of it having been cut off, and when he gets told that we are in load shedding, stage 6, stage 8, stage 10, and that ESCOM is being hollowed out and preparing it to be privatized, he will be in utter shock and he will demand that he be taken back to his grave.
Yeah. Uh, we have uh, some voice notes and then uh, we can round off our discussion. Let's hear the voice notes. Uh, it seems from what we had, Krisani was a true communist. Not the communists that we have today that are uh, endorsing ministerial handbooks that are buying German-made cars. The ones that Krisani was against them. Those cars, Krisani was against these cars. But our communists today are the ones that are using the ministerial handbooks. You can, you can go to the parliament, you find communists there that are traveling with Mercedes-Benz, BMWs and what what of this world. So we no longer have having communists, true communists. We miss the leadership of Christiani, the likes of Christiani, we need them back. Hello, KG. Kalishima Wisela from Mokopani. Few years prior Hani's assassination, uh, I think it was on a Wednesday evening at the church when a prophet pronounced that uh, one of the prominent political leaders will be killed and we must pray so that the country does not go into turmoil. And a uh, few, few, few years later, when I heard through the radio that uh, Hani was killed, I just knew that uh, maybe this is what uh, the prophet was trying to warn us about. Thank you okay, okay. Nicholas in Cape Town, you're, you're the last caller I can take this morning. Nicholas? Oh, uh, KG. Yes. Morning to you and your guest today. The first, the first uh, message I want to send to Mr. Vavi now, I want to I wanna tell him now. We as the poor and the poorest, we are suffering. We hear all everything that has happened then and the pain that we felt after Krisani's death. And what I want to say to Mr. Bavi and, and your other guests there, including Julius Malema, Mr. Bantu Olomisa, you guys are still here to fix this country. You guys stop folding your hands. You need to do the right thing and get rid of these people who are destroying our country. Please, guys. Thank you, Nicholas. My time has run out. I need reflections before I let uh, both of you gentlemen go. If we are to rebuild, if we are to reimagine uh, a South Africa that Chris Honey would be proud to call home and would be proud to have fought and died for, where do we begin, Mr. Masugu? No, thanks very much. Um, and I think we should go to um, Nicholas in, uh, in, the, in Cape Town, uh, where we'll get our bearings in terms of where we should be. Uh, one is to take responsibility first of what uh, has ever happened in our life, in, the in our struggle up to today. And if we do so, if we take that responsibility and uh, accept it, then it will be able to give us a, a, a torch that is bearing the light to tell us where to go. And what is important um, uh, is that uh, we have to be integrated. We mustn't decry um, um, uh, uh, loss of leadership of those who have passed away. Instead, we must learn from what, from what they've been doing 
and try to implement it into where we are now. From us as a Communist Party, it starts by uniting the working, the workers of South Africa and uniting the working class and making it realize that the country can only change when all of us take responsibility and identify what is it that must happen. Yeah. Because it's us that is all actually voting the leaders that are going into government. Yeah. Once we have actually built that capacity, we'll then be able to say no to those unscrupulous people that are actually coming into being. Into, into unfortunately, unfortunately, I'll leave it there for you, Mr. Masugu, and ask you, Mr. Vavi, to give your quick reflections on where we should go, and then we wrap it up. I happen to agree with Masugu this time around. The only way to fix any society, in my very considered view, is to fix the trade union movement because they are the biggest mass-based, membership-based formation in a capitalist society. You can't fix a trade union movement, you can't fix the country. Chris is right. The trade union movement today is in tatters. The investment companies have created so much divisions in the trade union movement in the trade union movement the visitation of foreign tendencies corruption me first inside the trade union movement have destroyed their own credibility in the eyes of workers which yeah. the trade union movement united the working class and lead a new revolution towards the dreams of uh, Chris Hani and what he stood for. Thank you, Mr. Vavi. Thank you, Mr. Madala Masugu. Thank you very much to the both of you on uh, your our your Chris Hani 30 years on uh, reflections. We're late for news and we apologize to Ed Musa.